Hi, I'm Julie Wilkinson and I'm a Chartered Management Accountant and I'm excited to be launching the Build and Exit podcast. This podcast is for business owners and entrepreneurs who are looking to expand their business portfolio by acquisition or at some point in the future want to exit their business. We're going to bring real life stories and experiences of people who have grown by acquisition, who have exited their businesses and other areas of business such as funding and cash flows. So there'll be lots of opportunity to learn different areas of business and how you can, in the end, transition your business from a lifestyle to an asset. So look forward to seeing you soon. Hi, and welcome to the Build and Exit podcast. I'm Julie Wilkinson, and I'm the owner and founder of Wilkinson Accounting Solutions. I started the Build and Exit off the back of the work we do with my company, uh, because we work on about three to five acquisitions a month, and came to realize that there was a big gap in the market of um, entrepreneurs, investors, and business owners truly understanding financial statements and how they're impacting the cash flow of their business, uh, valuations, and causing a lot of problems through due diligence because people haven't got the right paperwork set up. So I've had to date around about 14 guests. We're in August 23. Um, and I've decided to do a couple of episodes that are slightly different to normal. So I've had a lot of guests, everyone from sort of people who have done management buyouts, bought distressed companies, uh, funders, we've looked at HR, we've looked at a multitude of um, different areas. And we've got lots more to come. But I had a lot of people come to me and ask about my own personal journey. And I actually had the pleasure of being interviewed on live TV in July 23 uh, with a lady called Victoria Beale, who um, hosts a, a, a TV channel called NTV. And we've decided to bring those interviews into our podcast because it really gives an insight into the background, why I do what I do, and also, you know, why we're passionate about acquisitions myself and the company, and also what the future holds. So I'm excited to bring a lot of these sort of personal journey stories to the podcast channel. Uh, It's a bit of a different format because someone is interviewing me, not the other way around, but I think they're great for people to get to know the person behind the show. Uh, So we're at nearly 2000 downloads today, so which I'm really proud about. If you love our show, please hit the subscribe button. As I always say, if you have any content or episode content you'd like, always contact us. But I hope you enjoy my own personal episodes and I look forward to seeing you soon. Now we're going to talk about you actually working, being a 37-year-old, you had a job, a really good job, we spoke about that earlier, and then you just decided, I'm going to set up my own company. I mean, that's quite a mad thing to do. Not everyone does it. So what enabled that? What made that decision happen? Yeah, so well, my husband had been saying to me for ages, oh, he thought I'd be good at starting a business. And I think I don't think it was really the accounting that stopped me doing that. I think it was more at first, oh, it seems a bit like mega going out, like there's a lot to do. So I actually started a sideline business initially. It was a CV writing business. That's what I started with. Um, and that really took off. I did about 100 in a year. I did a lot of like director self-assess, um, director CVs and things like that. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of interview techniques and um, I did about 100 in a year. I had a 95% success rate of getting people to interview. Fantastic. So uh, I realized actually maybe I was a bit more entrepreneurial than I thought. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I then decided to go out. 
I always knew I did quite a bit of research when I started the business. That's one of the things I did. So I asked, so when I was saying earlier about when I was working for this SME business within the corporate company, um, I went and asked 20 businesses what their accountants did for them and 100% saw their accounts once a year. So I found it quite strange because I'd never worked in practice. So practice is like in an accounting firm and working for lots of companies. I'd always worked in corporate, so for like one big company. So I'd had 20 years at that point nearly in um in, in supply chain, commercial finance, I, I've pre- I think I pretty much worked in every job you can work in, mm-hmm. in, in a finance department in a corporate company. And then I went and spoke to accounting firms. I asked them, well, what, what do you offer? And I was told nobody values management accounts. They, they don't want it. It's hard to sell it. So a lot of people tried and then just went back to doing sort of tax returns and bookkeeping. When I sort of delved into like what people saw as management accounts, I could see it wasn't really what I believed was management accounts because I knew because I came from this, you know, commercial environment, what reporting management information was. So what I realized was I think I had a skill set. Mm. I didn't necessarily know at the time how I was going to do the, use the skill set, but I knew I had a skill set. That's what I knew. And um, so I I knew that I could offer like businesses a lot. Mm. Uh, I just had to then find out who I wanted to work with because like everybody is, you know, you can't, although maybe theoretically you can help everyone, you know, you can't help everyone. Not everyone's going to be for you. And that's the journey that I had to go on. I mean, it didn't help. So I actually decided in 2019, um, and I ended up working in my job because I had to have my noticing. And then, but then I did a bit of contracting, so a lot of FD contracting for some companies. Um, so I actually made the decision. It was Jan 20 when I actually had stopped everything. Cause I, so that was one of the things I made a decision is I could have carried on contracting because it was good money, but I knew I wasn't really building a business then. Or I didn't feel I was. I was just sort of swapping time for money. And I thought that isn't really what I wanted. So that was why I made the decision to stop. And then obviously Jan 20, and we all know what happened. It's happened in 2020. I'm not going to say the dreaded C word, but we all know what happened. Well, I mean, how, I mean, how funny. You, you were literally, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but you literally left a job. You set up a company and then that happened. Mm-hmm. So how did you take this idea of a company and then grow it to just short of half a million which it is now it's amazing so I had well I had a business I had I had a business plan because obviously that's what we help people so I'm very financially savvy so I had a good forecast cash flow um and I kind of just stuck to my gun. So I invested a lot of money. So the first year, I think I invested probably about £15,000. And what I did was, because I had no social media presence at all in done 20, I was like, this is a bit of a worry because I had like not really any customers, no social media presence. And I had to just get out and do it. So that I just... I did a bit of networking, invested this money in sort of LinkedIn training, sales training and personal development to sort of learn because I knew that I wanted to do sort of more advisory services, but it was, you know, how do you sell those services to people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get some CFO work. But so the first thing I did was, rather, although I, I did kind of do contracting, but I changed it. So rather than doing five days, I actually did more project-based pricing because mm-hmm. I think the best way you make money is not to swap your time for money, is to sort of more do project-based. So that was how I first swapped it was to make some money, but not work every day of the week. Yes. And then I had to just be, and I outsourced it a lot from the beginning. So I brought IT firms and bookkeep, outsourced bookkeeping things on right from the beginning even though technically I could have done it at that time
time. I just knew that I didn't want to be wasting my time doing those things. Mm -hmm. So I invested. So I suppose I took a lot of risk because I invested a lot of money Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of money, even though maybe I wasn't always earning a lot of money. But then that just opened doors to me. So I did some FD works and and how I got into acquisitions. So obviously we specialise in mergers and acquisitions now. So we help people buy and sell businesses. That's one of our key areas. Mm -hmm. How I got into that initially was um, I'd done some CFO work for a company and anyway long and short of it was at the end of the contract the broker came to me and said they were so impressed with what I'd done would I help them mm-hmm. so I went and sort of contracted because that back then it was just me obviously in 2020 so I went and did some consult consulting and some acquisition work mm-hmm. for five or six companies you know, deals and I thought oh I can do this um I didn't have the infrastructure at first so that's what I had to build like my own infrastructure to be able to do it mm-hmm. so that's what I did I just built the services and the packs and went out and got the CFOs. How and, did you do that to build the infrastructure? Um, Summarise that. I sort of packaged up the services that I thought people needed. Obviously, we have developed it over time because I, I didn't know. I, um, I reached out to networks. I also spent 18 months building a LinkedIn presence. So that was another thing that I did was I didn't go off. So it took me a, it took me a long time, probably at least 18 months to build a proper, you know, to get good traction. An audience, basically. Yeah, and I think people can get you know oh is the algorithms not working you know they can't be bothered to show up I think you do just have to persist and not change necessarily because like it could have like I could have at any time just gone do you know what I'm just going to go and do tax and bookkeeping how often did you post on LinkedIn for example uh well I posted every every day now I post two to three times every single day still I just um, I just uh, you know schedule mine to like once a week to post them yeah. but um, yeah and I just had to keep going and they did flop you know at some times and sometimes it was good but now I'm seen as quite you know I get a lot of positive feedback I get a lot of traction from LinkedIn especially like direct messaging things in the acquisition industry yeah. specifically and obviously now I've launched my podcast this year yes. as well so exciting yeah so more about that Yes, I decided to launch. So now we're on all social. So we're on Insta, TikTok, we have SEO, LinkedIn. And I I decided to go on the podcast just because, well, I just like this sort of thing, really. I like podcasts. So I initially just guested on them and then decided to launch my own. It's called The Build and Exit. And it is specifically around sort of acquisitions and exit planning. Mm -hmm. And um, I did it because I just saw there was such a lack of financial acumen within in business in general. So we see because of the consultancy work we do, we see a lot. So we probably see about hundred balance sheets a month, Mm -hmm. I'd say within the company and 98% never reconcile. And most business owners don't really understand. That's why brokers get a bad name because the, the people are expecting the brokers to do like the adjusted EBITDAs for the valuations. And they don't know how because it's 10 years of bad accounting that's causing the problems, not really, yeah, and the understanding of the business in general. Mm. So uh, that's, I just thought, you know, people need more guidance and support and that was the reason I started the podcast yeah so in an ideal world if you could wave a magic wand okay there's young people watching this show today and they think I want to be an entrepreneur I want to be like Julie what what advice could you give them I think definitely to have a business plan and a financial plan how important is that just express the importance of that I think it's 100% important because I think a lot of people get where they are from luck because some work, some doesn't work. Um, you know, we saw in COVID with the bounce back loans, you know, people are trading off other people's money because they're not managing their cash flows because they're using their VAT and their tax money um, without planning it. 
And then when something happens, so obviously COVID was a big problem, but, you know, even if you're trying to change something in a business and so maybe you want to expand or do something differently, you come up against challenges then because you don't have the right information to make decisions. Mm. So I really believe everyone should be planning. Yeah. I don't think you should have a business really without some form of plan. And that's the beauty about your company is that you help with all of those things. It's very few accountants who will just do you know they'll just do the accounts they won't do the full commercial growth and and planning and then you know eventual acquisition side so tell us about the mergers and acquisitions because that is your specialist area Mm -hmm. uh, for people watching um, explain you know in layman's terms what that means and how you are actually on the on the sort of curve of that yeah, so mergers and acquisitions are basically, in simple, simple terms, you buy businesses. So you're buying a business or somebody else. Either you're buying the assets or you're buying the shares of the company. Um, so we help with, so we help on either side. I mean, we predominantly probably do more of our work on the buy side. But we are, that's what the podcast is trying to do because the sell side need to probably get more. I think they need to, uh, sellers don't tend to plan in advance. I think the UK is probably one of the countries that's the furthest behind on planning for exit than than most of the countries. Um, People just just get to the point of despair and just decide to sell. They think their business is worth so much because their mate down the pub had a similar business and sold it for X. But it's, you know, you can't, it's not the same as selling the house. No. You know, businesses are run completely differently, even similar size businesses. And although there is a valuation to a business, so there is a, you know, so valuations are typically three years uh, past profit. So it's EBITDA is like adjusted profit. So it's profit before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization. So it's like an average three years. And there's then there is a balance sheet. So there is a working capital. But the problem is, it's the commercials of the business that really put the value. Mm-hmm. So the multiple someone's willing to pay of those numbers will be dependent on how well you've set it up to run. Right. Typically, buyers don't want to buy a job. No. They want to buy an asset. That's it. That's so if right. you've got an owner-operated business where it's your lifestyle, yeah. it isn't technically worth as much, even if numerically it's there, because the person buying it has to then fill that role and want to return themselves. Mm. That's right. So if there is no money left after you pay your own dividends, then the business really isn't actually worth that much. No. Even though you might get a good lifestyle from it, will somebody else? Yeah. That's so, a- I mean, that's wise words. You know, yeah. A lot of people will be watching this at home or have a business and they'll, you know, but the way that you explained it is brilliant. So um, with the podcast side of things, um, you're always looking for people to interview, I take it? Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of person would be, if someone's watching today and they wanted to get in touch with you to go on your podcast, uh, what kind of people would interest you? So we've had, a, I mean, we've had about come, 13 or 14 guests now. So I've only had it about 14 weeks. Um, so we we typically we do interview some bigger um, entrepreneurs who have done multiple businesses. I think the last we've just interviewed someone that's built built like 125 million in a year by doing 15 acquisitions. Okay, cool. So we we do interview some bit, but I also like guests that have sort of moved gone from corporate to also an acquisition entrepreneur, maybe done their first acquisition. Okay. We look at people that have exited because mm-hmm. actually there's a lot of stories where people have exited through maybe IPO or to like private equity and actually lost everything. So right. we had a guest that talked a lot about their mental breakdown okay. as part of an exit. So right. it's not always 
always positive. No, no. But our setup of the podcast, we always look at a positive and a negative. Mm-hmm. So we always take the scenario and we look at what went well with it and what went negative. And mm-hmm. we get really good feedback from that because people like the fact that we actually talk about the real world. We don't only yeah. show the positive things. That's really important. And if somebody wanted to set up a podcast, can you just explain how you did that? Because that's important as well. Because people, I would like to do a podcast. How did she do it? Well, I outsource my podcast. I outsource <laughs> everything. <laughs> no, well, I'll plug him here. There's a guy called Chris Hall. He, um, I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. He does my podcast with me, yeah. so he helped me set it all up. I basically just record, so I record the podcast and I give it to him, and then he creates. Yeah. It probably was about seven to eight thousand pound investment to set it up. Yeah, yeah it's an so investment to do it properly. To do it properly, yeah. You get quite a few downloads, don't you? Yeah, we do. I mean, we are statistically nearly in the top twenty-five percent of podcasts mm. from our download numbers, right. based on what I've read or what the statistics say they are. So, yeah. Well, just a quick uh, plug for there for Chris, if you're watching. Yeah, um, Julie just mentioned you. Um, we are about to go to commercial break. Um, just before we go, Julie. To remind people, um, what's your email address they want to get in contact with you? It's julie.wilkinson at wilkinsonaccountingsolutions.co.uk. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Julie Wilkinson, Profit Queen. There we go. We'll see you after the. We shall see you guys. Thank you for watching this uh, second section, and we'll see you after the next commercial break. Take Welcome back to. Welcome back to NTV Unscripted. I'm Victoria Beale. I'm here with the wonderful Julie Wilkinson from Wilkinson Accounting Solutions. Now, just before we left for the commercial break, we were talking about Julie's podcasts and downloads. How many downloads are you getting now, roughly? Uh, well, we've had 1,300. So on uh, averagely, we're getting about over 100 a this episode at the minute and how many weeks have you been running the podcast about 14 weeks that's amazing amazing and would you say as a business owner that's a that's a really good way of positioning yourself as one of the leaders and experts in your respective industry well it seems to have been for me because i've got a group cfo that works internally and everybody speaks to them i saw julie on the podcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) everyone seems to well the feedback i get people seem to like the podcast so yeah and i like the story the fact that you talk about the good the bad and the ugly of business i mean that's that's amazing so let's talk about the future okay so you left the job at 37 you're nearly 40 in a couple of weeks time um and we will talk about climbing kilimanjaro as well towards the end of this segment um but you have actually built a company in very super speedy time which is testament to your expertise and every all your knowledge that you have which you're sharing with others you're doing for yourself so explain first of all going from a three-year business how you the, the sort of the growth side because that's really really impressive yeah so I had the 2020 was just me mm-hmm. 21 was when we started to do the acquisition infrastructure that I was talking about so get we have our own services um I had a one employee at that time um and we had a couple of outsourced bookkeepers and then I actually saw real big traction in the acquisition market we do about three to five a month now within okay. either acquisitions or exit plan in a month general on average um so i actually then recruited my biggest hire which was my group cfo tilly mm-hmm. you should a, be watching tilly hello and that's a chief financial officer yes anyone watching so finance director finance other people director. might know them as yeah um and that was like that so that was in 22 so he's just been here just about a year Mm -hmm. but now we've got nine employed uh, about 18 we've got seven cfos that work with us oh we've got your masterclass yes there as well (laughs) yeah i've just launched a masterclass how to understand accounting lingo yeah so Um, 
Yeah, you're on a, on a, on a, on the sort of a, a crest of a wave there. Then we got the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, you Tilly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've done our own acquisition. Yeah. So we closed an acquisition this year. We, we bought some clients off a retiring accounting practice. So our aim is now we're going on our own investment journey. So you know, we help a lot with people with investments. So we do a lot of valuation debts, pitch decks and cash flows for funding. Yeah. We've got our own. We're going on. We want to do another three acquisitions. Um, for me, my personal journey, obviously I'm invested in Wilkinson's. I want it to grow, but it's not the only thing I do. So I do invest in property. Um, I've got some angel investments in some tech companies. We do a bit of gold trading. Um, and I do have a lot of connections and friends within acquisitions, which I do outside of Wilkinson's as well. Um, I do professional speaking. Yes. Uh, hence why I'm here today. Uh, I do, I help, I, I talk a lot about, um, older learning Mm -hmm. um, and how to how I became sort of like we talked about about the accounting you know in the accounting industry how I became chart without going to university and at an older age I know it wasn't old but it was an older age than people going to university Um, I talk a lot about acquisitions and exit planning Mm because we help a lot of people on um, build our ultimate aim is to help people make finance become a culture because when we talk about well how do I transition my business from a lifestyle to an asset Mm. the fact is you have to have a good governance and controls across the whole business Mm. which is what a finance function does so we have a virtual finance team where we give people access to the relevant skill set within finance that they need Um, so I don't typically work in the business that that often I, I do still work in it but we are looking to recruit a CEO at some point and allow me to sort of step back and sort of be more of a face and do my other things as well. There might be someone watching at home. So remind us of your email address again, Julie. Yeah, it's julie.wilkinson at wilkinsonaccountingsolutions.co.uk. Fantastic. So we'll just remind everyone of that because there could be somebody watching who's suitable, you never know. Um, In terms of the future then, so what we've we've done the business, so Mm -hmm. we're just short of half a million turnover yeah. in three years that's amazing congratulations by Thank the way you. um multi-award winning as well I think we do have some pictures of you um winning awards mm-hmm. and speaking as well which our producer will share and we've shortly. been nominated for awards we have a few right. awards that we didn't know we don't know who nominated us we've won some nominations so yeah fantastic client base the typical clients you're working with are a million plus turnover businesses that's your niche yeah we do typically do about one to twenty mil okay um work, work all over the world so we work in 11 countries at the minute it's amazing um and we work yeah like I say we do we help people get their funding so helping them with their cash flows and pitch decks fantastic um and I suppose my personal journey is just to keep growing it like I say we're going on our own acquisition journey and me personally I'm trying to go you know I'm continuing with my professional speaking and yes. my master classes and obviously we've got some events launching haven't we Victoria we do we yes. have global women's conference at the global women's conference the first of its kind of Milton Keynes on the yeah. 6th of uh, October, I believe, at Hotel at all. So, yes, we will send details of that and uh, I'll talk about that next time. But, uh, Julie, we've got two minutes left of this show, okay? Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to mention while you're here? No, well, the fact that I'm climbing Kilimanjaro. Yes. So I'm climbing, I actually fly next Sunday. Right. So that's exciting. Are you supporting a charity? Is yeah, it, yeah. Uh, we've got, a. we're doing it for, for the world protection. Okay, fantastic. Um, and world animal protection. Um, so cause obviously I love animals and dogs so yeah. that's what we're doing it for so I'm looking forward to doing that it's going to be a feat fantastic I'll say yeah. and you're training for that as well yeah I've been training yeah, yeah. 
And what's the what we're talking the miles or you know? Well, it's five thousand meters. Um, yeah. So it's six and a half days up, right? One and a half days down. We sound strange, but it's because you're acclimatising. So obviously it's the altitude. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, just before we go, because we only have a couple of minutes left now, what if someone's watching this, particularly a young woman, let's say, um, or a young man, but I think you're going to inspire lots of women today, um, what's the sort of top tips you could give somebody who's inspired by your story? I want to be like her. I want to be an entrepreneur. What would you say to them now? I think start to meditate right. and not get down it dwelled into the day-to-day so try and step outside of your comfort zones a little bit because when we only we if we always do the same thing nothing ever changes Mm -hmm. have a plan so plan it what you want to do and then give it a go and you know stick to your plan people move out of fear too often like I see it quite a lot they're doing one thing and then some they don't get what they think they're going to get so they'll just do something else because it might make them a bit of money at that time but actually it's not really what they want to do so they're not it's not aligned to them personally Mm. so they don't really enjoy it and in the end what most people end up doing even when they run a business mm. is but is build themselves another job right which yeah. i think is why a lot of people get out of entrepreneur want to go into entrepreneurship not to do that but i think unfortunately a lot of them do yeah and that's what we see a lot in the in the acquisitions when so many people are still running their business and have been for 20 years yes exactly okay well we've got like 30 seconds left of this show so just remind us of your email again julie.wilkinson at Wilkinson Accounting Solutions.co.uk. And you're all over social media, yeah. Facebook, Insta, TikTok, TikTok, obviously the Build and Exit podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook. So we're on all socials. And what I will say, if any of you are watching, um, Julie is always looking to speak to investors. She's always looking for um, staff members, um, anyone's interested in mergers and acquisitions, or even being. Uh, as a guest on her podcast please do get in touch with her um, after watching today now we're going to wrap up and it's been wonderful being back here on this wonderful set here at the NTV studio and I shall see you again soon Julie thank you so much for being here today thanks for having me you're welcome see you soon guys so once again thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast I hope you found it useful. If you think there's anyone else in your network that might benefit from our podcast, then please share it with them. Either just click the link and send it to them or send it in a Facebook group or other social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe so other podcasts come to you directly as and when we launch them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you next time. We've got some really exciting things coming up and we'll see you again soon. 